1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line
2: without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: I feel so welcome. I feel so welcome. Thank you for being with us today. Jimbo for Bobby Mac. Till 7. After the news at 7 o'clock, Mark Levin will grace the airwaves of 1063 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Yes, indeedy, where we have available for you the Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307-71307. Texter says, "Uh, I agree with you on the Attorney General Barr hearing. The Republicans had to give their time to Barr so he could respond to their accusations. It was disgraceful. Yes, it was. And, oh, kudos to Jim Jordan. Oh, that he let off his portion of time with coverage of the violence in the streets of our cities, which people who were watching on some outlets like CNN had probably never seen that before. They must have believed Jerry Nadler's nonsense about how this is all a myth, all this rioting in the streets. Yeah, that's a myth. Right. Uh, As well as, uh, oh, a few other things. Uh, For example, uh, the, uh, uh, the chant that was heard this past Sunday in Portland, if you missed this, if you think this is restricted to the really big cities, This was the chant that was heard last Sunday in Portland. Every city, every town, burn the precincts to the ground. Every city, every town, burn the precincts to the ground. Just so you have no doubt about the the myth of urban violence, as uh, vacuum-headed Jerry Nadler uh, would tell people. So, anyway... Uh, Tracy from Gaffney says, Jim, I hate to disagree with you, but oh yes, they can all be that stupid. Gosh, you know, maybe. Seriously, if I had been advising them, honest to goodness, I would have said, how could you do this to yourselves? Don't you know what you did? You made Barr look good? If you think he is so wrong, let him talk and then hop on what he says bad. But you can't castigate a guy for what he says if you won't let him say anything. It was remarkable. Uh, so, for what it's worth, I guess maybe they can be that stupid. It certainly would appear that uh, that is the case. Texter says, uh, all of this craziness needs to end. Yeah, it needs to end. There's no sign that it is going to end, in all honesty. But it does need to end. Nine minutes now pat six o'clock. 1063WORD. I was going to tell you about these uh, people arrested in the case of the state senator who was attacked as uh, what he was doing, first of all, he was taking pictures of rioters destroying statues and causing property damage in Madison, Wisconsin, okay? State Senator Tim Carpenter, 60 years of age, who was hospitalized after the attack. they beat and kicked this guy. something fierce. Now he's a Democrat. Tim Carpenter is a Democrat, a fairly liberal guy. My guess would be that he was probably in agreement with a lot of these, these thugs and, and, and punks. But nonetheless, he was taking pictures. That was good enough. And so uh, now two women have been hospitalized, uh, pardon me, have been arrested in the case here. Samantha Hamer and uh, Carida O'Reilly, arrested in the case. Hamer... Well, first of all, I'll tell you about O'Reilly, okay? O'Reilly is uh, a licensed physical therapist in Madison, Wisconsin, with a doctorate in physical therapy. Samantha Hamer. Uh, O'Reilly is the one with the green hair, if you've seen the pictures. Hamer is the other one, the blonde. Hamer is uh, a specialist as a teacher in helping kids with social-emotional needs and behavioral issues. (laughs) Folks, you can't make this stuff up. Teacher Samantha Hamer, arrested in the assault on a state senator in Madison, Wisconsin, is a teacher who specializes in helping kids with social-emotional needs and behavioral issues. She goes around beating people up. (laughs) You just cannot make this stuff. Oh, oh, one other thing, by the way. In addition to all of that, they beat up a, a Democrat who was largely sympathetic to their views. The statues that they were toppling, one was of a female figure representing the Wisconsin state motto forward. I'm not sure how that is racist or sexist. The other statue that they toppled, was of Hans Christian Hegg, H-E-G, Hans Christian Hegg, a Civil War abolitionist. I can't, You can't make this stuff up. So that's the third abolitionist whose stature has been torn down now. Uh, Frederick Douglass had a statue of his uh, torn down in upstate New York. And Thomas Whittier out in Whittier, Colorado, California, pardon me, Thomas Whittier in Whittier, California. Now, I know abolitionist is a big five-syllable word. And most of these goons don't have a vocabulary that encompasses five-syllable words. But they ought to look up abolitionists because that means they were on your side, brain-dead idiot. So just wanted to make sure you were aware of that. But uh, that uh, just knocks me out that among those arrested in the assault on a Wisconsin state senator for merely taking a picture of people tearing down statues, among those arrested was a teacher who was a specialist in helping kids with social, emotional needs and behavioral issues. Yes, Texter, this nonsense needs to end. And I only regret to say that there is no sign that it's going to end anytime soon. I, I, I just don't know what to tell you. It's, it's, it's not ending anytime soon. We can minimize the impact. We can if we keep these people out of power. I'm serious about that. There are three things that will settle this election. One is whether or not the president is judged on the state of the economy or the state of the recovery. The fact that the economy is down is not really his fault. The pandemic couldn't have been anticipated. If he's judging the state of the recovery, that was under the president's control, partially, and I think he's done a fine job. So people are going to vote on the economy. The question is how they, how they do it. Will they vote on the state of the economy, which is going to be down, or the state of the recovery, which is a legitimate issue to bring up as regards uh, presidents who, who always get too much credit for good economies and blame for bad economies? Presidents, though, control economies. If they did, there would never be a recession. So that's one issue that will settle this election. A second issue, the debates. And in this regard, I wish the president would stop lowering the bar for Joe Biden, referring to Joe as Sleepy Joe and Crazy Joe and all the rest of that. If, if Biden can stick together three consecutive sentences that make sense during those debates, a lot of people will say, well, he's met expectations, therefore he wins. And uh, I think that rather uh, Trump, if he's smart, will start pointing out that Biden has all these decades of experience in public life and debating. Raise the bar for Biden. That's the second thing that will determine the outcome. And the third is turnout. (sighs) Register to vote. Vote. Make sure that Aunt Millie and uh, all of your relatives and friends register to vote and vote. It is really going to matter big time, more than ever seriously. This is 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. Jimbo for Bobby Mac It's 615. And uh, welcome back to the Bobby Mack Show here. Jimbo in for Bob today. It's now uh, 6.20 on this Friday afternoon at 106.3 WORD. Thank you for being a part of our program this afternoon. We have uh, greatly enjoyed it. And uh, we look out with 95 days to go until we cast our ballots. Of course, some will be voting early. But 95 days to go. And... Gosh, it, it it matters. Please, please do turn out. Please do matter. Texter, uh, this is Jan in Greer uh, texting here uh, about mail-in voting. Since a case can absolutely be made for fake international uh, paper ballots coming in and then rechanneled and mailed by U.S. Democratic rats, couldn't President Trump make an executive order to ban all? mail-in voting stating it is a national security issue then it becomes a federal issue of security uh, i don't think so no uh because uh, election laws are up to the states and uh that's that's in the constitution so uh again the the federal uh input as it now stands as regards uh, elections is that the uh, the date uh for electing the president and for electing uh, House members and senators, that is to say your federal elected officials, is uh, the uh, first Tuesday after the 1st of November. The first Tuesday after the 1st of November That's what it amounts to this year. It's the 3rd of November. And uh, uh, no, the short answer is that, that he could not. You could make a case that that would be a beneficial thing to do, but you couldn't make a case that it would be a a constitutional thing to do. So, uh, unfortunately, no, that is uh, is not the case. But uh, you look out over all that is happening out there. Oh, this, as we were talking about, uh, Jokar Sarnaev and this, this is a great point. The best part about the death penalty is no repeat offenders. Oh, boy, is that true. <laughs> that is very true. The recidivism rate among those who are subject to capital punishment, is uh, 0.000%. So there you go. All right? For what it's worth. Uh, We frequently talk about those in the mainstream media on this program. And uh, there was a resignation letter that was uh, uh, sent to the New York Times as an op-ed piece by uh, Barry Weiss. Most of you don't know the name Barry Weiss. But uh, she had to leave the New York Times because she did not go along with everything that happens in the New York Times newsroom. And uh, she says the cancel culture has resulted in the intimidation, bullying, and sometimes firing of anyone who dares think or speak outside the narrow confines Of the new politically correct orthodoxy. This is what's happening at the New York Times. Hardly a surprise, but it's nice to have somebody like uh, Barry Weiss with courage speak up and talk about this. Uh, That uh, closely followed the resignation of her boss and editorial page editor James Bennett of the New York Times who was pushed out after he published an op-ed piece by Arkansas Republican Senator Tom Cotton. And uh, the Times' explanation for publishing Cotton, fed in part by complaints by its own staffers, required two days of uh, going over uh, the piece and the two people's jobs. First, the Times defended the decision to publish Cotton, and then finally the paper announced that Cotton's op-ed fell short of our standards. Which means it didn't hew uh, to the party line. It's uh, six twenty-four. Let's check in with Ron, who calls in from uh, Moore this afternoon. Hello, Ron.
4: Hey, Jimbo. Good to hear you.
3: Hey, Thank you.
4: We, we, I think that I think a lot of these protesters are teenagers, uh, youngsters that need to be home. And I think that one thing that the parents aren't a bust their bottom. Uh, the other thing is, is we ought to make the parents responsible for what their underage kids do and the other thing is is i hate to say it but if some of these people lost their lives then these protesters might get the the uh, uh notion that hey we're, we're doing something wrong i hate to say that but they're they're killing they're killing people by protesting they say peaceful protesters but i haven't seen a peaceful protest uh, since this stuff has been going on
3: well, certainly a lot of them have turned into to very unpeaceful protests. And don't forget, of course, that it was only after people did, in fact, die in the supposed Seattle autonomous zone that finally that right. uh, nonsense was brought to an end. Uh, it would be right. nice to think that, that there were uh, uh, parents still uh, uh, tanning the, the hides, the bottoms of their youngsters, but I'm not sure that they politically correct engage in such behavior anymore, Ron. I, right. I'll tell you this, I, I, every spanking I ever got, I deserved, and I'm a better person for it.
4: Right, but your parents also believed in that, and I think it's, some of these parents have taught their youngsters at home uh, that this, this protest, violent protest, are okay. Uh, I wouldn't
3: be surprised, yeah. And you're right about the part, two about parents being held accountable for the actions of their minor children. Yes, and by accountable, I don't just mean, hey, shame on you. I mean, legally accountable. You're right.
4: Right. Right. Get that money out of the pocket and pay for some of this damage that 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 their kids are doing.
3: yeah always,
4: always enjoy uh, uh, hearing your show. And uh, I'm glad Bobby Mack chooses you.
3: Well, I'm very, very pleased uh, to have the opportunity. And I thank you much, Ron. Thank you for your listenership and your calls. And, and I appreciate that. Have a great weekend now. And uh, anybody else who's got uh, their their two cents worth they'd like to kick in, of course, we can do so at the Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. And the uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307-71307. And uh, Ron is exactly correct. We need to hold people accountable. Now, there was some person from uh, the aforementioned New York Times who went publicly on television and stated that that uh, destroying property is not violence. She actually said that. Now, uh, I'd be curious to see her reaction if we destroyed her property. And no, I'm not suggesting somebody do that. But I, I would love to see her reaction. Would destroying her property be violence? Oh, yes, it would. You know, when, when she speaks of, of destroying property, not being violence. What she means is destroying your property is not violence. But it raises a great question. If you are a business owner in a place like Seattle or Portland or New York City, why do you stay? If you have the money to open a business at all, then at least you had enough money that you ought to be able to pick up and move. Not like you're completely indigent, If you are a police officer in one of those towns, why do you stay? Goodness knows I've often wondered why people who are police officers do the jobs they do anyway. I'm among those eternally grateful that they will do so, but the last thing they need is this kind of grief being dropped on them, including in some cases physical assaults. Why don't they leave? Unfortunately, a lot of the more unfortunate people, the victims, uh... They can't leave. They don't have the money to leave, and I, I feel sorry for them, deeply sorry. We've got more to come on this here uh, Bohannon version of the Bobby Mack Show, and we thank you for tuning in. We'll take some more calls when we come back at 106.3 WORD. We are the Upstate's talk station, my friend. We will pause briefly, get you updated on the latest news. Our time now is 6.29.
2: If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP.
3: You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame.
0: Two more rings, two more.
3: You deserve this ice cold
2: reward. madela the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Good afternoon, all, and thank you for being with us today as we wrap up a Friday and wrap up a July edition of the Bobby Mack Show. Bobby Mack will be back on Monday, August the 3rd. So in the meantime, we'll just uh, do our thing. We talked to uh, Brian and Taylors, who calls in this afternoon. Good afternoon, Brian.
1: Good afternoon. How are you doing?
3: I'm well, sir. Thank you.
1: Good. Love the show. I and mean, you're a great villain. You're, in fact, I think you're the best villain you ever had. Anyway, uh, I didn't know if you'd already talked about this, but there's a gentleman named Jonathan Isaac. He's about 6'11", plays for the Orlando Magic. and scored 16 points today. He was the only person who did not kneel during the National Anthem, and he did not wear a BLM shirt. He's now my new favorite athlete maybe in the entire world. So I didn't know if you'd heard about that yet.
3: I had not. Uh, I want that name again, please.
1: Jonathan Jonathan Isaac. I'm actually going to look to you if I can buy a jersey. I'd have to get a you know, two or three XL, but I don't care. Uh, he plays for the Orlando Magic. He's not a bench warmer If he scores 16 points, and I think the Magic actually won today, but it made the news. Just like Kaepernick when he first started me on for the Niners. Yeah, it's going to start making news if guys stand for the national anthem in the NBA, specifically. If they stand for the national anthem, so if they don't wear a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. You know, and what I, I sent a text to my dad. I said, Do you think Adidas will offer him a few million bucks and he'll, he'll win a humanitarian award? I don't think so.
3: I don't uh, think so. They might offer him some money to not wear their shoes.
1: Exactly, and and he's he's an ordained minister. I just found that out. Look on the internet, but he actually has some courage in him that he's because he knows there'll be consequences for this, because you know Black Lives Matters is the be all and end all, and he just I don't know. I'm I'm very impressed. I've never heard him before, but I truly am one of the world's biggest Jonathan Isaac fans. I hope he has an incredible NBA career.
3: Well, I, I would wish him well, and I I commend him for his courage. He is going to be ostracized, uh, he's uh, probably going to suffer a lot of fouls. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I wish him the best. The my
1: mind was the thing that blew my mind was that he's black. I thought it was going to be a white guy. Yeah. and you know he, it takes even more courage for a black guy to do that than for a white guy.
3: so Oh, hey, absolutely. He's going to be paper. He's going to be called Uncle right. Tom.
1: Oh, of course. Every name in the book, though. Every anyway, name in the book. The show. And once again, thanks for filling in for
3: Bobby Mack. You're mighty kind, Brian. I thank you for your listenership and your call. And I had not heard of this player, Jonathan Isaacs, of the Orlando Magic. But, uh, well, but but Brian's point, I think, is extremely well taken. And that is the point being that it made the news because he stood up during the national anthem. It made the news. That's where we are. If you actually do stand up for the national anthem, it makes the news. We've reached that level. Pretty uh pretty remarkable stuff. Anyway, uh, no, i I had, uh, had not heard about that. It's almost enough to make me tune in, but not quite, okay? But for the record the uh the major league sports are are coming back. Baseball since uh, July 23rd, uh, eight days ago. Uh, and yesterday, we had the beginnings of the uh, NBA season. And Saturday starts the National Hockey League. Now, of course, what they're doing is wrapping up this season. These are, are playoff games. Uh, that they're, 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 they're fighting for seeding in the playoffs, and they'll have their little quick round of playoffs, and they'll award a championship. Then they'll get a very little amount of time off. They'll turn right around and start the new season. Pretty soon here. Uh, Football. Last I checked, they had not really settled exactly what all they're going to do in football. The NFL Players Association is giving management grief about what they're going to do. There was talk that, that, you know, how some players, if you ever watch uh, the NFL, some players wear what amounts to a plastic face shield around the the face guard. Uh, There was talk of making that mandatory. Whether you can do that to quarterbacks, I don't know, and, and how well you can see through those things. I mean, let's face it, your eyesight counts when you're trying to throw a ball 30 yards down the field. But anyway, we'll see what the NFL finally does. Uh, college football, I know Clemson came out with their schedule, which is a 10-game schedule, as I recall. And I think it's all conference games. But again, you know, I I can do without it. I don't need it. And uh, I will. uh, I've discovered the the joys of, for example, reading, actually doing some things uh, around the home that I've been putting off Uh, their life. Life does continue after these things. I occasionally compile a few of the things that are being said about the uh, the pandemic with our gross national wit being placed on display as we make our way to covid-19. 2.0, 2.0, or whatever we're calling it. But uh, here are a few that I've compiled, some of which I wrote, some of which I just simply collected. I'm having a quarantine party this weekend. No one is invited. I'm done with homeschooling. We're switching to trade school, and my kids are all going to be bartenders. Speaking of which, afraid of corona? Have a Bud Light. And for those who fear a baby boom around December, two days of homeschooling should nip that right in the bud having trouble understanding the pandemic okay first tell me why a round pizza is cut into triangular pieces before being placed in a square box then you can work your way up to explaining the coronavirus i told my suitcases that there'll be no vacation this year now i'm dealing with emotional baggage remshot praboomch how soon after waking up is it okay to take a nap? That's a great question. In fact, that was a great question of mine even before the pandemic. How bad is the pandemic? My proctologist has begun a drive through window. Okay. If things get worse and you resort to cannibalism, remember, vegans first. They're grass-fed. Quarantine day 125. I've begun taking calls from telemarketers some of them are actually quite nice. The Darrell from Superior Life Insurance has a new baby. Got to go now and make cookies. I'm expecting the Jehovah's Witnesses, and my hospitality has so spooked them that a few have joined the Jehovah's Witness Protection Program. Some days I do several loads of laundry, clean the kitchen, make the bed, mop the floors, and fix dinner. Other days I eat a box of Oreos and call it a day. It's all about having balance, don't you see? Got up this morning and ran around the block five times. Then I got tired, so I picked up the block and put it back in the toy box. The police just left. They tell me that if I'm going to walk around the house naked, I've got to do so inside. Okay. Remember when we were little and had underwear with the days of the week on them? Yeah, those could be pretty helpful right about now. On average, a panda feeds for approximately 12 hours per day. That's the same as an average adult at home during quarantine. It's why we call it a pandemic. What are we, about uh, two weeks away from learning everybody's real hair color? And I coughed in front of my laptop and the antivirus began a scan. Those are just a few of the things that we can pass along to you as we talk to Anita in Easley. Uh, Hello, Anita. Oh, Hello, Jimbo. How are you? I am well, thank you.
0: I wanted to touch on what you were talking about, where the player stood up and for the national anthem, and you're like, where are we at in this country? And I, I second that. I mean, that's awful to where we were from even just months ago. But the thing that bothers me, the police officers that are being vilified, there's a a thing this weekend to support the police, and it's like, You're not allowed to do that either, and that they're being vilified. I mean, our country's upside down, and it's uh, very disturbing, and we'll see what happens.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it is, and we will see what happens. I want to get back to that, but it is very disturbing. And above all, police and other first responders. I mean, you stop and think about it. For most of us, a bad day at work is that, uh, oh, the third quarter sales are down or uh, I couldn't find uh, my usual parking spot for the police exactly. a bad day work is work is that you don't come home alive
0: not just that but you're, you're being vilified you're being sit on you're being beat up and you're having to stand down and then if anybody stands up for them then you're going to have the Black Lives Matter people be there tomorrow too downtown Greenville and who knows what will happen there? I mean, I think that was orchestrated after they heard that there was going to be a support rally for the police. So, anyway, yeah. I'm going, and I I, I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens, but I'm too old to be putting up with that mess.
3: Well, I'm with you. Uh, so am I, and I can just say this, that thank you. It's people like Anita and Easley that will make this all better. Appreciate your listenership and your call. We're 1063 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and it's 15 before 7. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate it. It is 11 minutes before 7 o'clock at 106.3 WORD as a Friday afternoon rolls along. And, of course, July ends at midnight. And August is shaping up to look an off a lot like July and June and May and April and March. Whoa. All right. Textures out there. Uh... It's history now, but remember what the Dallas Cowboys went through when they wanted to honor the fallen police officers on their uniforms or helmets? Yes, I do recall that the grief they got. Uh, how about the uh, grief that uh, 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 what the former quarterback from Florida got uh, uh, when he uh, he uh, tried to kneel Tebow Tim Tebow yeah. Let's not forget those things. Texter says, unfortunately, you are right about most victims not being able to leave these cities, but there are many who are there uh, because they want the liberal handouts and are fine with these things as long as they happen to others. There are such people. That is very true. That is very true. Uh, Jim, why can't the election be held over a two- or three-day period? Wouldn't that lower crowds at the polls? It would. It would also enable people to, to vote at any time and not have to, let's say, maybe you have a problem working and balancing work with, uh, with uh, say, babysitters, what have you. There's no reason, no good reason for voting on Tuesday anyway. It goes back to colonial times, and when people, it took them a day to get to the, the county seat to vote. Uh, I think that you should have voting over a 48-hour period starting Friday afternoon at, uh, say, 6 p.m., And go until Sunday evening at 6 p.m. And that way that uh, no no major religion would have a problem because there would always be some day in that period that wasn't a problem for them voting on. Then you'd have the results on Sunday evening and be done with it. I would like to see that. Something of that nature. It could be. We'd have to change the law. But it could be done. And uh, it should be done. So, anyway. A few of the thoughts to uh, pass along here uh, this afternoon. Wrap up the Bobby Mack thing. Hugh Hefner became a a multimillionaire staying home in his jammies, and I'm not having the same results. Don't know about you. Perhaps one way to teach people social distancing is to hire couples married over 10 years. There's a thought about that. And, of course, there's this if you want something else to worry about. In the heat and humidity, there's been an outbreak of mask rash. Dermatologists are recommending the application of skin moisturizers. Mm Mm-hmm. One lawyer decided his client's sentencing hearing, demanded he be present in person, and so attorney Sam Rabin showed up in Miami federal court wearing a full disposable hazmat suit. <laughs> Said the judge it would have been a nice touch if he'd at least worn a tie on the outside. Yeah, I reckon so. As uh, Major League Sports gets back into play, This will give gamblers something better to bet on after at least one online betting service was letting folks wager on the high and low temperatures in various cities. Now, you have a gambling problem if that's what you're betting on. Talk about a meteorological over-under, my friend. Let's face it, some folks have gotten pretty desperate in their boredom after Ireland reopened their pubs for the first time in three months. One drinker knocked back over 250 bucks worth of Guinness In less than an hour and a half, talk about a gambling problem, that person has something of a drinking problem. With all that uh, pandemic hanging around like unwanted holiday guests, we do seem to be adjusting. Among the companies doing really well these days, outdoor children's toys, swings, trampolines, and so on, bicycle sales reached an all-time record back in May, We're buying more gardening plants and equipment. There's a three-month waiting list now for above-ground swimming pools. How about that? And uh, back on the weekend of June 20th, the top-grossing movie theater in the country was the Ford Wyoming Theater in Dearborn, Michigan. That is a drive-in theater with over $127,000 in ticket sales. Indeed, the top five grossing theaters in North America That uh, weekend, including two in California, one in Ohio, and one in Ontario, Canada, were all drive-ins. They're making something of a comeback, our drive-in theaters. And I don't know if you've been to a drive-in recently. I'll tell you a quick story about my at a a drive-in. I went to a drive-in theater a few years back, and uh, just just for the experience. I thought it was kind of neat. So we pulled in there, and I noticed as we pulled in, there was rain in the forecast. I didn't think much about it. But people had put pieces of cardboard over their headlights. And I thought, what's that all about? Well, it did start to rain. And, of course, people uh, put turned on their ignition to run their wipers so they could see the movie. And that, of course, in a modern smart car, <laughs> that turned on your headlights. And I was blinding out the screen, so I understood why there was cardboard on the headlights for what it's worth. That wraps up this edition. Bobby Max back on Monday. Thank you all so much for being with us. It's been a hoot, folks. Uh, Jim Bohannon here for Bob McLean at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Be safe, be well. Don't forget to register and don't forget to vote. And above all, you have a safe and happy weekend, everybody, five minutes before seven.